Rusty Quill presents. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is entry 3107, titled Men Only, written by an exchange member named Mark Nixon. Beneath the exchange member's name is written the words, Submitted on behalf of the Shadows at the Door podcast. (laughs) Another podcast. Recorded by D. He felt it through the pavement, that beat, the thudding bass of a once-forgotten foreign pop song. An emerald neon glare bathed his shoes, and somewhere nearby, somebody was vaping a sweet, sickly substance, their location unknown. He looked up for a moment, for what reason he didn't know, but a steadying breath betrayed his thoughts. The stars were out tonight. Or so he had thought. Hazed street lamps and cross-sectioning lanterns created a canopy of light and glare, obscuring the night sky. He observed the golden hues, their glow offering radiance for all who needed them, now and forever. An empty crisp packet skated down the path, occasionally cartwheeling among loose leaves and cigarette ends. Despite the autumnal air, his jacket hardly felt necessary. Inside, a chorus of joyous, slurred cries rose with a crescendo and fell into laughter as the phonetically learned lyrics escaped as quickly as they had been attempted. He wondered if this was a good idea after all. The roar of a passing car seemed to bring his attention back to the entrance. Go in or leave. He walked in like he belonged. Old, proud guitar strings drifted through the cracks of the door, and once opened, the atmosphere embraced him like a returning relative. 
He was halfway across the bar when the door closed heavily. Juniper and alcohol permeated the air, tickling the senses along with the lingering sharpness of amyl nitrate. He kept moving, past the toilets, avoiding the eyes of anyone who might care to look, straight to the basement stairs. Men only. He descended quickly into the darkness, one hand sliding along the railing, the other nervously flexing its fingers. His steps were certain they had to be. In the red haze, his eyes adjusted, and figures began to emerge. One stood alone, holding something, likely a drink. Two others locked in an embrace, cheap lager spilling on the floor in a lazy trickle. There were others, he was sure. A television screen on the far wall pierced the cardinal glow. A tired, fuzzy focus of young performers now presumably too old to achieve the feats they once had on camera. He found a corner and waited. Normally, that's all it took. His heart began to slow, no longer matching the tempo of the music upstairs. He took a deep, steady breath just as he had last time, and the time before that. There was a new smell, perhaps something rotten. A short and muscular figure in a tight plaid shirt quickly passed him at a strategic angle, their eyes surveying him efficiently. They kept moving, disappearing into one shadow from the other. Through the glow, a new shape approached, a lonely drinker. As the drinker neared, he took a swig, and the two men met eyes for a fleeting moment, almost an accident. The drinker looked away as he seamlessly placed his hand on the other's crotch, his averted gaze allowing him to avoid rejection or negative consequence. No thank you, he told the drinker, tilting his waist away. There was no reply, only a hopeful look in eyes focused elsewhere. No, he repeated, firmer. The drinker responded by moving aimlessly away, eventually finding a spot bathed in wine-red glow near the foot of the stairs. There was that smell again, like mold in a damp house, or something rotting by the side of the road on a humid day. By instinct, he departed the comfort of the corner and found that the smell was seemingly left behind. He kept moving. Steps thundered down the stairs behind him and slurred voices surveyed the basement. He interrupted the glow of the television as he made his way toward the nook in the corner, a passageway leading nowhere. An obsidian darkness, where he had been taken time and time again where he could forget who he was. As he approached, he met the eyes of another, and almost flinched at their sudden appearance. He smiled weakly, not even long enough to register if he himself was interested, and turned to the entrance of the nook. He ran a finger along one of the hanging rubber strands providing modesty for those within, and gently moved it aside. A bald head greedily embraced a tall figure at the waist. Behind them, silhouettes stood close enough to speak secrets no man dared to speak, or to simply meet another in primal connection. His heart lunged for the darkness. Taking him by surprise, blood pumped and he found himself releasing the rubber strand in a moment of panic. Above him, a glass shattered against the floor. A wave of wordless cheer venerated its departure. He did not settle. He moved for the back door and escape a reprieve. A hand strafed his behind as he pushed through, 
He ignored it. He moved through the door. The safety of a well-lit hallway and the glow of fire exit welcomed him. Alone, he relaxed his shoulders and ran both hands through his long hair. His heart rate did not comply with this treatment and longed to be back where it had been. His breaths vibrated as they escaped his chest and no amount of focus could calm them right now. A noise caught his attention. In the toilet, a few steps down and to the right. Something low. Something steady. Familiar, even. Instinctively, he moved forward, approaching the door. The light flickered above him. His ear leaned closer to the noise as he moved. His own pulse demanded to be heard, but still, the muffled, deep moans persisted. He found the door handle and grasped it. Inside, the voice had begun to quicken. He wet his lips and inhaled as his fingers readjusted their grip on the handle. On the exhale, he gently pushed, as if not to alert those inside. And all at once, everything was dark. The air was heavy. He thought of swimming at night. That sudden, suffocating darkness he had experienced after jumping from the pier to impress the others. In that moment, his head felt as heavy as it had done five feet underwater, until clarity rushed to him as quickly as he'd reached the surface. Still, at the toilet door, he felt compelled to glance behind, as if he had failed to notice another silent approach. But there was only the glow of the fire exit. He turned his attention back to the toilet and realized he had opened the door to nothing. Only a sink and two toilet cubicles with holes drilled between them, one tall enough for his own height. He lost himself for a few still moments, until a foul smell, the same as before, pulled him back to the present. Now there was nothing else. No alcohol, no sweat or poppers, not even piss. Only the putrid, offensive odor that slithered further up his nostrils with each passing second. In the dark, he steadily walked back towards the basement, running a hand along the wall for security. The door opened easily, and he was surprised to see that seemingly everyone had left. Now the only thing in the basement was the dim, now white glow of the television screen. He furrowed his brow. Surely it wasn't that late. He thought to check his phone, but remembered it was hidden in his car, lest his friend see his location on that infuriating app. The miasma was strong here. Perhaps that explained their absence. Static buzzed on the television screen. A low hissing collaborated. He walked into the room, leaving the door to close and the stench gushed into the air with renewed vigor. He stifled a gagging reflex. He cleared his throat loudly and listened for signs of response, perhaps from the bar above. There was none. Not even the sound of chairs being stacked on tables. Another few steps, and he heard the sound of a shoe on wet ground. The smell rose to meet him, finding new ways to offend, and he made an involuntary noise. The white glare of the television strobed over the sodden ground. He followed the trail until his eyes met the dangling rubber over the nook entrance. 
as more liquid spilled out like a sluggish tide polluting the shore with raw sewage. He wondered if a pipe had burst. They were below street level after all. Something led him to the nook. Whether it was curiosity or something else, he didn't quite know. Nor had he known why, as a teenager, he had grown visibly aroused lying next to Jason Brooks during what was to be their final sleepover. Or why he had done what he did years later, after he and his friends had bought cheap cider from the corner shop and shared the bottle at the swigs at midnight. This moment, like so many others, simply seemed to happen. He was barely aware of the wet slaps of his shoes. He was full of energy like loose electricity of a primal lightness of foot. He could run if he needed to. He was sure of that. And yet he did nothing of the sort. He reached out. The heavy rubber strips disturbed the air. And suddenly there was movement in the nook. Not of a person, not a man, but something much larger. He heard the sound of something wet sliding, and he found himself fighting the now familiar convulsion in his throat. He stepped back, and in doing so allowed the light behind to glance the surface of whatever it was in the dark. It moved then, most definitely and with purpose. A strand of something thick, a clotted fluid lunged forward and slapped against the wall, somehow finding a tight grip. Warm air assaulted his face as another strand leapt towards him and found purchase on the opposite wall. Another fast, then two more, one again. Quickly, further strands of congealed tendrils attached themselves to the narrow walls of the nook and suctioned themselves tightly. At first, they had simply seemed black, oil-like. But it soon was obvious that they in fact rejected any light that dared to touch the surface of its skin, if it could be called such a thing. A dozen of the tendrils squeezed against the walls as the mass behind them began to pull itself forward with a wet, sliding squelch. The smell was hot now, overwhelming to the nose to the extent that it could actually be tasted. He tried to step backward, but his legs, too eager to retreat, moved in a violent jerk and he nearly lost his footing entirely. He grabbed the wall to steady himself, somehow avoiding contact with a thick, dripping strand. He looked in time to see the huge thing heave its way forward. It was without form, without recognizable shape. Its surface throbbed unevenly, unlike anything dared created by the forces of natural science. And yet, in his bones, he knew it. His eyes widened and every cell in his body screamed at him to run. His fingers began to tighten and shake with the chemicals coursing through his nervous system. Go now or stay forever. Tendrils shot forward and attached to the walls, pulsing and tensing as the thing brought itself closer with yet another groaning heave. It would be upon him any moment now. One more movement would do it. A low, guttural sound emitted from the thing. It spoke without mouth or orifice, without language or intelligence, but still the meaning was clear. He found his coordination, successfully taking his first tentative steps of escape. 
In response, a single strand detached itself from the wall and landed hard on the floor. It throbbed, growing in size with each pulse as the mass fed more of itself into the limb. And then it began to coil. He stole a glance at the foot of the stairs. With a final pulse, the tendril sprang forward and landed on his arm with such wet force that it almost lost cohesion. The contact, even over his jacket, forced him to let out a noise he had never heard himself make before. The fluid began to coalesce, and he shook his arm with violent force while he still could. He felt something pulled deep in his tricep, and within an elegant, erratic motion, he was able to wriggle out of his jacket entirely and leave it to be consumed. Had he looked up, he would have seen a further two strands beginning to pulsate and coil. Instead, he put every fiber of his body, of his will, into running. He fell out of the door, landing hard on the pavement. Somewhere, he heard a noise, a yelp perhaps, but his own guttural grunts overpowered it. He coughed violently and spat on the floor. The smell was gone, but its memory lingered almost physically. When he finally calmed, he saw his own shadow against a metallic green glow. He had made it outside. He felt rhythmic vibrations in the ground, a 90s pop beat, one he hated. He heard laughter behind him, raised voices. You all right, love? A concerned voice asked. The smell of something sweet filled the air, something that poorly imitated apples. He placed his hands on the pavement to push himself upright, and as he lifted, he saw a pair of boots with heels that dared only the truly skilled to wear. You didn't crack your head, did you? The stranger blew a large cloud of syrupy vapor into the air. They studied him through colossal lashes and pursed their lip in an expression that offered pity. Nah, I think you're all right. But you didn't give me half a fright there. What? He finally replied, slowly bringing himself to a kneeling position. The stranger tutted and took a drag of their chunky vape pen. His shoes scraped as he turned to look at the bar. Energetic shadows climbed the walls inside. He grabbed the wall and lifted himself with a groan. Cold air danced over his bare arms and his skin responded in kind. Hang on a minute. The stranger posited. Then with a cheeky note. Don't I know you? He turned to look at them before making to leave. No. He snapped. You don't. Tiny Terrors is an anthology horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was directed by Cole Weavers with sound production and editing by Mike Lebeau. To find additional information or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website, www.tinyterrorspod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tiny Terrors Pod. Or join the Pulp Audio Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Rate and review us on Spotify and Apple. And finally, thanks for listening.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.